0: basketball insider. Some news and notes from around the world of college basketball. In-studio correspondent for WFAN and CBS Sports Radio. So please? John Rothstein, please report <laughs> Do to St. The insider's insider. Joining us now with his thoughts and to break it down, John Rothstein. It's College Hoops Today with John Rothstein. Well, let for put the women and children of bed and go looking for dinner. John Rothstein here on the College Hoops Today podcast. Later in this show, we will be Joined by Alabama head coach Nate Oates. I want to remind you to subscribe to the College Hoops Today podcast on Apple Podcasts. We want to be your Bible for the college basketball season and beyond. We are the only college basketball podcast coming to you 52 weeks out of the calendar year. Also, want to remind you to check out the College Hoops Today fan page on facebook give us a like give us a review let us know what you think of the product we're bringing to you 52 weeks out of the calendar year and also send me your questions on twitter i'll get to them later in this podcast the match john rothstein that's john j-o-n and a reminder to find and listen to the college of say podcast on all the popular podcast platforms make sure to subscribe like and rate the show and please feel free to leave us comments and also Check out collegehoopstoday.com for breaking news, podcasts, archives, stories, and analysis on the greatest sport that we have on our globe. And now we are less than five weeks away from Selection Sunday. It will be four weeks away from Selection Sunday on this upcoming Sunday. And we still are in a situation where every day I wake up and every day I think and every single day I try to dissect who may be able to separate themselves this season in college basketball, and I don't have any answers. And when you look at the best teams in the country, we are still in a situation where you don't have any answers because we are in a state of parity. This is a state of parity, and in my opinion, we could see a scenario where at the Final Four in Houston on April 1st and 3rd, I think you could see a situation where there are no one seats and there are no two seats in the Final Four. I think there is that much balance in the sport. And I thought about that over the weekend when I watched Purdue battle Indiana, a rivalry game. A game that was heard right here on Compass Media Networks that Purdue came up short and suffered its second loss of the season. But then I was looking at Purdue's perimeter and their two freshman guards, Brayden Smith and Fletcher Lawyer, who have been so good for this basketball team throughout the season. And then I started to think about the guard play of the past couple of teams that have won national championships. Think about last year. Kansas had Dewan Harris, it had Remy Martin, it had Ochai Baji. Baylor in 2021 had Jared Butler, it had Davion Mitchell. It had Macy Oteague, and it had Adam Flagler off the bench. Virginia, in 2019, had Kyle Guy, had Ty Jerome, had a big guard in DeAndre Hunter, had Kihei Clark. Are we going to see Purdue's perimeter be good enough to take this team to the Final Four for the first time since 1980? Houston plays a great second half Sunday at Temple, avenges the loss from a couple of weeks prior. And Houston, if Jarris Walker can continue to evolve offensively, looks to me like a team that is primed to make the Final Four for the second time in three seasons. But understand this when you're dissecting the Houston Cougars. Houston played a number of good mid-major teams, beat Kent State in a tight game beat Oral Roberts, beat Norfolk State. But in terms of teams today that are locks to make the NCAA tournament, Houston has played three teams, Virginia, St. Mary's, and Alabama. Houston is doing in the American Athletic Conference what Gonzaga has done for years in the West Coast Conference. Going to be real interesting to see if Houston loses any more games Between now and Selection Sunday, they have a couple of games remaining against Memphis. Another team that is surging is Arizona. Azulas Tubelis is playing like a first-team All-American. Tommy Lloyd last year was the national coach of the year. Arizona lost three of the top 33 picks in the 2020. 22 NBA draft. Daylon Terry, Benedict Matherin, and Christian Coloco. Tommy Lloyd doing as good of a job as he did last year when he was the National Coach of the Year, even though he's not being talked about as one of the top candidates for the award. And what about Alabama? How have the Crimson Tide put themselves in position to be a number one seed in the NCAA tournament? How is Alabama? done what they've done by relying on so many freshmen. We'll find out when Alabama head coach Nate Oates joins the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein coming up next. And before we chat with Alabama's Nate Oates, I want to tell you about Indeed. When drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish to do the same thing with your business team? If you're building a roster to win the league, you need Indeed. The hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. You can spend hours on other job sites or handle everything with Indeed. With Indeed's powerful hiring tools like instant match assessments and virtual interviews, you are in control and the candidates always measure up. If waiting is not for you, discover. Indeed, where data shows that 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume matches the moment they sponsor a job. So join a winning team trusted by over 3 million businesses worldwide. Go to Indeed.com slash College Hoops and start hiring now. Indeed, when you're growing your own business, you must make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. Visit Indeed.com slash College Hoops to start hiring now. That's Indeed.com slash College Hoops. Terms and conditions apply, cost per application, pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need indeed. Alabama is 20-3. One of the great stories of the college basketball season. The head coach of Alabama is Nate Oates. He now joins the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein. And Nate, there's a million dollar question out there that you've ignored at every single media availability that you've done this season, and we're going to address it right here out of the gate. Have you seen my cousin Vinny yet?
1: (laughs) I still am not. I saw I my list. After the season, when I have some extra time, I'm going to watch it.
0: Well, I'm curious to hear your thoughts after you watch that classic, Marissa Tomei, Joe Pesci, Ralph Macchio, great cast, but more really pertinent to obviously Alabama basketball. We've seen player retention become more and more important in the sport. Alabama loses three of its top four scores from last season, and the Crimson Tide are 20-3. and three. How?
1: Yeah, well, the guys replace them are pretty good. That's that's how, you, you know, you lose some scores, but you had Brandon Miller, Noah Clowney. I mean, Amari Burnett gets healthy. You know, I mean, shoot, Jaden Bradley's pretty good. You know, you look at our starting group, Mark Sears and uh, Brandon Miller are both new. They're two top-leading scorers. You had Jaden and Clowney in there. You got four, four brand-new guys starting, and then off the bench, Amari gets healthy. You know, can play this year. He's had a good year for us. Ryan Griffin's had a great year for us. You know, you kind of go down the list with the new guys that uh, have come in, and we got we got some pretty good new talent to replace those guys that left uh, left the program last year.
0: Nate, was there a moment in the off season or the preseason where you said to yourself, "You know, we can be really good. We can be one of the best teams in the country."
1: Yeah, when I looked at your top forty five and I saw it, I, we barely made it in there, I knew we had a chance.
0: No, no, you so, were in there comfortably this year.
1: Oh, was I? Okay, my fault. <laughs>
0: I think you're getting bad information no, get from your assistant again.
1: Is that yeah, bad information? Gives me bad information. He gets so bad I'll information. Get I don't default. think
0: he's always on the up and up.
1: <laughs> I'll get my information from Steven, our SID, from now on. No, listen. I'll say this: we had we had the foreign tour this summer, so when we were we had the extra ten practices we were practicing, then we got over there. You know, the first two games we played weren't against all that great at teams. but when we played the Chinese national team who was ranked, I believe in the top 30, like international play, they, and we handled them pretty well. I knew we had a chance pretty be pretty good. I mean, Brandon Miller, we kind of knew at the end of the summer, how, how special he could be. And he's been even better than that. But, you know, you also saw other guys playing pretty well too. I mean, Sears was great all summer. So I, you know, to be like, Top five in the country, I wasn't sure about that because you never know how freshmen are going to play. But I knew our freshmen were pretty mature. You know, like, I think they all take the game very seriously. So it's a little different. You know, sometimes freshmen aren't as good. They lack experience, this, that, or the other. They don't take stuff as seriously as they need to. Our our guys might lack experience, but they take everything as seriously as they need to, you know, even more so than a lot of veteran guys that we've had here in the past. So, On that that foreign tour, even though the, the competition two out of three games wasn't great, I knew we had a chance to be pretty good this year.
0: You know, Nate, two years ago, you had a great team, earned a two seed in the NCAA tournament. And in December of that year, you guys lost a home game to Western Kentucky. And after that loss, your team refocused itself and then took off. And this year, you lost to Gonzaga in Birmingham right before Christmas. And it feels like the same thing kind of happened after that game. What changed in Alabama after losing to Gonzaga?
1: You know what? I think our guys realized we weren't good enough to beat anybody that was any good if we didn't stay to our principles and make defense the priority. I mean, our defense just disappeared in the Gonzaga game. I, I think guys got a little happy with themselves and where we were ranked and, you know, beat Houston. And and we beat Houston because we played hard, played tough, and guarded them. We didn't beat Houston because we just rolled out and we were talented enough to beat them. So I think that was a wake-up call we needed, that we're good because we... Guard people, we play hard, we do the little stuff well. That That's why we're good. Yeah, we're talented, but, you know, talented teams lose a lot of games when they don't make defense a priority and make playing hard and the stuff that we take pride in. And really, we came back after that loss, and I just asked the team, like, well, what do we want to be about? Like, you, we, you know, you guys talk about what you want to do and win this. Like, what do we really truly want to be known as and be about? And they kind of. The stuff they want to be known about. We, for the most part, again, we've had some. We haven't been perfect since then, but we, we've been we've been a lot better since then. Overall, in my opinion.
0: Alabama head coach Nate Oates joined the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein, Crimson Tide, 20-3 and after 23 games. You had a transcendent defensive player in Herb Jones two years ago as part of that great team that I had referenced. But Brandon Miller, for a freshman this year, has done things at Alabama that we have not seen Really during your tenure. I mean, his efficiency on offense, the way he plays so effortlessly, pound for pound, inch for inch, is Brandon Miller the best best player that you've had at Alabama?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, when you go defense and offense both, he's he's obviously not as good as Herb was on the defensive end, but that's Herb as a senior that we you know, the only healthy year I had with Herb was a senior year. So you're kind of comparing Herb's senior year to Brandon's freshman year. But when you take offense, defense, and offense shot making combined with creation, because he can handle and pick and rolls combined with rebounding, when you put the whole package together, yeah, he is. And it's going to show him. Mean, he's going to be the highest draft pick we've had since we've been here as well. So, I, I, deservedly so. I mean, he's a great kid that works really hard at his game. He's about the team. I mean, when these teams are trying to take him out and deny him everywhere, he's turned himself into a great screener. And he's starting to understand how to make his teammates better when teams play him certain ways. And he's really just bought into Alabama basketball being the best team we can possibly be this year.
0: Did you expect Noah Clowney to be as good as he's been as a freshman?
1: No, I don't think anybody did. I expect him to be better than what the outside people thought. I mean, I knew he was a lot better than what his rankings were, but be this good. No. I mean, I think we'd all be lying if we thought he was going to be this good. He's, I mean, he impacts the game so many different ways. You know, he, I mean, he's elite-level defender. He can switch. He, he can block shots at the rim. He rebounds well. You know, he can play him at the four and five, both. But then offensively, he's been good, too. I mean, showed sure, he can put the ball on the floor. And, you know, he's been a little streaky with his shooting, but he can definitely make shots, and he's made shots in big games for us. So, you know, he's, he's been good on both sides of the ball, better than what anybody thought he was going to be
0: both of those players are freshmen, which is obviously incredible that they're producing at such a high level. But, you know, in college basketball now, you have to be obviously able to adapt to the times. And you guys have always done that with transfers. And, you know, Mark Sears, a player who was playing great basketball at at Ohio, has had a major, major impact in the SEC. You don't always see that when mid-major players go to, obviously, a power conference league. You know, I know that Javon Quinterly was hurt last year in the NCAA tournament, and you needed another guard, but, you know, at what point did you think that Sears would be able to do what he's doing at an SEC level?
1: I mean, we got him in here, you know, you get the workouts in the summer when we had the foreign tour practices, I, I... He was really good. Jaden Bradley was hurt, and Javon Quinterly was recovering from his ACL. Jaden Bradley had foot surgery. So he was really our only point guard for a large part of the summer. And he was by far and away, I mean, our best guard, like, all through the summer. So I think – and, you know, we had some good guards coming in, some guys that played tough and played well. But he he showed – I mean, his shot making at a high level. You know, but he can also – I didn't – I knew he could score it at Ohio and I you know, I was in the Mac at Buffalo for six years as an assistant head coach. I knew the quality of play and the level of play. For him to average twenty in that league, I, you knew he had to be really good. But he he can run the point. I mean he, he was a better point guard than one. I thought he was a really good scoring guard, but he could he can actually play the one. Now he hasn't played it as much with Jaden and uh Quinterly healthy now. But he, he can I think that helps him, you know, even playing off the ball as much as we have multiple guys handle the ball, multiple guys playing pick and roll. He's been great at making reads in pick and roll. He's been great at making shots. He's turned out to be a lot tougher defender than what people gave him credit for at Ohio. You know, if you watched our Kentucky game, he was elite level on the defensive end. So he, he, he's he been really, really good for us. You know, obviously he's been our second-leading scorer all year behind Brandon.
0: And you know, you mentioned Javon Quinterly, and I know in some ways from the periphery he feels like a forgotten man here. But you know, Javon Quinterly has displayed here in January his ability to still be a real threat off the bench to score. His ball security has been very good in the last you know couple of games. If he can give you. That type of a lift after all the guys that we've been discussing, you know, great teams that go to the final four and win a national title always seem to have a great reserve. Is he the wild card to this equation?
1: Yeah, I think he, he really is. If you go back two years ago to when we won the SEC regular season and tournament both, and we made some free throws in that Sweet 16 game, we had a chance to move on, but. He came off the bench that year and was really good. He was SEC tournament MVP coming off the bench. So he's played really well off the bench. He really doesn't care whether he starts or comes off the bench. He just wants to come in and help the team. So for you to have – for us to have that quality of a player, I mean, he's McDonald's All-American in that state. And if you look at his skill level, I mean, he's arguably one of the best point guards in the country. For you to have that caliber of a player to come off the bench and give you that big of a spark – game to game. I think that that's a big deal because, you know, if your starters are struggling or you just need scoring or you need playmaking, I mean, he can create shots for others. We've got some really good shooters and, you know, Namari Ryland, Sears, Brandon Miller, you know, we've got some great shooters that he can create shots for. So he's, he's been huge for us off the bench this year. And I I still don't think we've seen the best of him yet. I mean, I think it took him a while to recover from that ACL. I mean, he, in the MCA tournament last year. So it's, you know, he got back earlier than everybody expected, but he wasn't fully back 100% in everything. I think you're just starting to see him kind of round into full form now.
0: Alabama head coach Nate Oates joined the College Hoops Day podcast with John Rothstein. Crimson Tide 20-3 and 3 after 23 games. Well, Nate, you inked a long-term extension, last week. That's going to keep you in Tuscaloosa for a very, very long time. What has it been for somebody from the Midwest to lay down roots in the South?
1: You know, our family loves it here. I mean, it's been great. Four years we've been here. I've got three girls, my oldest being a freshman here at the University of Alabama. I work with an unbelievable administration. Greg Burns, one of the best ADs. Dr. Bell's super supportive as far as presidents go. So and we built it. I mean, it's, there's no guarantee you go somewhere else and can build what we've built here. Like, I, it's a lot easier to keep it rolling than it is to go try to build something somewhere else. So I, I wasn't really trying to move. I mean, we've got what we need here to win at a high level. I think we've proven that. This is two out of our four years we've been ranked in the top five and competing for SEC championships. So, dude, when they made it clear they wanted to keep me here, I, I made it real clear I wanted to stay here if we get it worked out. So, you know, Craig, Craig worked it out, and we're planning on being here for a long time. We we love it down here in Tuscaloosa.
0: And, you know, Nate, in a lot of ways, this is like the American dream. I mean, 10 years ago, you're a high school basketball coach in Michigan, and today, you know, you're one of the highest-paid coaches in the country, and, you know, you're coaching a team that, again, is going to have a chance to be a high seed in the NCAA tournament and, you know, go to a Final Four, do you ever stop, whether you're, you know, walking around campus or just driving into work and say to yourself, how did this happen?
1: Yeah, I, I, I occasionally do, because I caught an awful lot of breaks along the way. I mean, Bobby Early had to give me a chance to even get into Division One. Danny White, when I was at Buffalo, I was only there two years in Division One at all. Two years prior to me being the head coach at Buffalo, I was head coach at Ramios. Danny White had to give me a chance and then you know we had to get fortunate with the players we got at Buffalo and we had some really good players if you don't have good players I don't care how hard you work as a coach you're not gonna be very good and it doesn't matter how hard you work so we were fortunate I mean CJ Massenburg was playing as a, a senior trying to get a scholarship after his senior year was done as a senior available and they, you know he ends up being second lead scorer at Buffalo so caught a lot of breaks along the way but you know worked with some really good people, had some really good players play for us. And, yeah, you know, I I could easily still be teaching at Rymus. We'd be having a great time. I I enjoyed my time there. But, yeah, it's nicer to uh, be compensated for uh, all the hard work you put in uh, at the level we are here for sure. But, yeah, you know, sometimes you're dropping your kids off at school in the morning and just kind of remembering what it was like as a teacher. And I, I miss my teaching days in some regard. But, You know, the first of the month, or the last of the month, uh, I I sure like being here at Alabama.
0: There's no doubt about that. Well, you know, we've talked, you know, a little bit about now this great team that you're coaching now, and the one that I loved so much a couple years ago with Herb Jones. How would Nate Oates, the man who has been the architect of Alabama's program, compare the team he's coaching now if it matched up with the team two years ago?
1: Funny, some of our players were having that discussion uh, (laughs) the other day, but... Like the team we had two years ago was a little more veteran, a little more experienced, and really elite defensively. The team we have now, younger, but deeper, uh, probably a little more athletic overall, you know, one through ten, a um, little deeper with our offensive firepower, so, but they're both they're both groups got really good guys that really just bought bought into being great teammates. I mean we had you got guys that have to sacrifice, Quinnerly's sacrifice to come off the bench on both teams. You know, that first group, Alex Reese comes off the bench here, you know, currently you got two we got two McDonald's all Americans coming off the bench, Amari Burnett and Jim Quinnerly. Like it's hard to get guys to buy into that. That that first year, Alex Reese, a senior from Alabama that's played Grady, and you know, we brought in Jordan Bruner as a fifth-year guy, and Alex told me to start Bruner. So, mm-hmm. like, both teams have guys that are truly, really all about the team being better. You know, John Petty had to sacrifice, you know, some to make the team better. I thought he turned into a great leader for us. So, you know, we've got – but we've got guys doing that here at the at the same level. Look, no, we, Like Noah Gurley, you know, was here last year. He, his minutes are not as – Big as they were last year, but he's been a great leader for us. So they're, they're similar in some regards, but I, we're a little deeper, a little younger. But the the youth doesn't mean we're immature. I think we've got a maturity about us that that uh, group had two years ago for sure.
0: Now that team was good enough to win a national championship, and obviously you t- suffered a very difficult overtime loss in the Sweet 16. New- UCLA and Indianapolis coaches always think about losses they have in their career more than wins. How often do you think about that game?
1: You know what? Occasionally we reference it. I mean, you know, we shot 11 to 25 at the free throw line. You know, we we make the point to guys that you got to, it takes a lot to win basketball games. So you can't just be great on defense off Like there's a bunch of little stuff you have to do well too so you know we you know it would have been nice to win that but i think that that game that year as a whole showed everybody that alabama can compete at a national level and you know you just you got to do a lot of little things right to win a national championship or shoot to even win a conference championship so just stress the importance the importance of doing all the little stuff right to the teams moving forward
0: Well, and you've got one of the greatest resources that there is in sports in terms of somebody who has won at a high level and has taken the next step in a number of programs in Nick Saban. In the dialogue that you and he have had about taking things to the next level and becoming you know, a national championship-level program, what advice has he given you?
1: I mean, he's been great since we've been here. I mean, he's really a basketball fan. I mean, he came to a game earlier this year. It's hard for him to come to games because it's – sure he ends up taking pictures of all games and signing autographs, but he, he came earlier. I mean, really he's, I mean, he talks about different, obviously the importance of getting really good players and getting the team to buy into being the best teammate, but it's, you know, like what can, can you convince your players to bring the, the most value to themselves? It's really about, they they all want to make themselves better. So how, how do they bring the most value to themselves? Well, it's really making themselves better and being part of a team. Like, You know, he's just got different ways of convincing guys how to buy into being the best teammate. You know, I mean, he talks about playing every single game. I mean, he watches them. He coaches harder in some of those blowout wins than he does in some other games. But it's it's also his preparation. I mean, as a coach, if you go over there and watch a walkthrough before any game, the day before a game, I mean, every possible scenario you could ever think of to happen in a football game, they've rehearsed. And so, you know, I kind of take that back and, We can't do every possible one, but we do a lot. So it's a combination of a lot of things. His recruiting never stops. I mean, he recruits the best players. He prepares them to be the best pros they can be, and then he coaches them really hard, you know. So I think I'm going to learn as much as I can. Shoot, I've got a whole list of saving quotes from all the way back when I was a high school coach and coach at Buffalo. So now I'm here on campus, and I probably use his quotes less now that I'm here at Alabama, that maybe the guys that get – did to hear about the football coach here but he's he's arguably the best coach for a team sport since i've been alive it's great to have him right across the street here
0: well final thing as we wrap this nick saban's obviously going to be watching closely in the ncaa tournament as everybody will be for alabama to be a team to get back to a sweet 16 and then you know have a chance to advance and you know play deep into the ncaa tournament what are the biggest keys between now and selection sunday i
1: think our consistent effort we can't be up and down with our effort so that's number one and then you know we've got to continue to share the ball I think we're a pretty unselfish team at times we we make some you know questionable decisions that way but if we're unselfish and keep the ball moving you know I think we've got enough scores that the ball is going to find the right guy and then just we can't get bored with doing the the little things right I mean it's not that complicated you got to do a lot of little things right every single time they need to be done right and we just we can't get bored with doing that so I think the biggest thing is consistent effort you know we can't get motivated after a loss and you know get bored after a few wins and think it's just going to keep happening no we made it happen by how hard we played so that's going to be the biggest thing because you're going to win an sec tournament you gotta win three games in a row if you're gonna win an ncaa tournament you gotta win six in a row like that you can't be inconsistent with your effort and win that many games in a row
0: well nate it's gonna be a lot of fun to cover we appreciate a couple minutes you know know how busy you are congrats on your long-term success extension and obviously a great season so far and as always look forward to staying connected along the way
1: thanks john appreciate it (laughs)
0: We'd like to thank Alabama Head Coach Nate Oates for joining us on the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein. I want to remind you to subscribe to the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein on Apple Podcasts. We want to be your Bible for the college basketball season and beyond. We are the only college basketball podcast coming to you 52 weeks out of the calendar year. Also want to remind you to check out the College Hoops Today fan page on Facebook. Give us a like, give us a review. Let us know what you think of the product we're bringing to you 52 weeks out of the calendar year. And also check out collegehoopstoday.com for breaking news, podcasts, podcast archive stories and analysis on the greatest sport that we have on our globe before we move on to our social media portion of the show i want to tell you about factor the new year is well underway if you resolve to eat right and live healthy i have a team that can help factor meals head to factor slash hoops 50 for ready to eat meals delivered to your door no more store checkouts long lines and hasty decisions factor meals are fresh never frozen and ready to enjoy in minutes vegan veggie keto calorie smart and protein plus are on the weekly menu no matter your lifestyle factor has the meals choose from 34 chef prepared dietitian approved full meals or an assortment of 36 quick bites smoothies juices and other add-ons Cut back on takeout and stay on a healthy track with America's best ready-to-eat meal kit, Factor Meals, helping you live your best year ever. Cut back on takeout and eat right. Factor is cheaper than takeout and most are meals ready to eat in two minutes. Head to factormeals.com hoops50 and use code hoops50 to get 50% off your first box. That's code hoops50 at factormeals.com hoops50 to get 50% off your first box. All right, time now for our social media portion of the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein. Send me your questions on Twitter. I'm at John Rothstein. That's John, J-O-N. And now our first question comes from Andrew Funk's doppelganger. Always good to have your support. And, John, with a brutal loss at Nebraska, can Penn State still make the NCAA tournament? There is always a chance in the Big Ten, and I think it's important to point this out over the next month. Teams that are on the bubble in the Big Ten and the Big 12, are going to have a significantly better chance than teams on the bubble and other conferences because the teams in the Big Ten and the Big 12 are going to have much more volume in terms of the opportunities they have to move the needle. Brendan Pineda wants to know, John, what does Kansas have to do to be Final Four contenders? Well, Brendan, for Kansas to be a Final Four contender, they have to get better play out of DeWan Harris, and they have to find a way to be more physical than they were Saturday at Iowa State. Very curious to see how Kansas responds tonight against the Texas team that is playing great basketball under Rodney Terry. We're taping this about 1 o'clock Eastern on Monday. Texas has a two-game lead right now over kansas in the big 12 a win in this game by texas would really put the jayhawks on their heels you look at the big 12 standings right now iowa state a game behind texas the longhorns eight and two in league play tcu kansas state baylor and kansas at six and four and this is crazy if Kansas loses this game tonight, they will be 6-5 and five in Big 12 play. I don't know if I've ever said that, that they'd be that close to 500. But again, the game isn't going to tip off for about another seven and a half hours or so. And our final question is going to be from, this is B-Berg, and it's John. Will Virginia Tech do it again and go from 2-7 and seven in conference to the NCAA tournament? I am on the Virginia Tech bandwagon, and I'll tell you why. Virginia Tech with Hunter Couture in the lineup. Remember, Hunter Couture was the MVP of last season's ACC tournament, is 14-5. and five. Those 14 wins, okay, are coming at full strength. But those 14 wins include a win over Virginia, a win over Duke, a win over North Carolina, and neutral site wins over Oklahoma State and Penn State. They're 0-4 without Couture. Fully healthy, Virginia Tech is an NCAA tournament team. Now, let's get to some nuggets. Five good nuggets. Five. Five. Six. No, five. But you were close. <laughs> Nugget number one, Pitt's X-Factor. Pitt is 9-1 and one this season in games where Nike Sabande reaches double figures. The Panthers trending towards their first NCAA tournament appearance since 2016, which was Jamie Dixon's last year at Pitt. Nugget number two, Newton Surge. How about UConn's Tristan Newton? He's turning a corner for UConn. His last three games, just under 20 points per game. Nugget number three, a lively performance. Derek Lively was the difference for Duke on Saturday against North Carolina. 14 rebounds, eight blocks. He changes the ceiling in Durham. Nugget number four, a five bid Mountain West, Utah State still has home games remaining with San Diego State, Boise State, and Nevada. At least two of those should be quad one opportunities for the Aggies. You've got five teams in that league. Utah State, San Diego State, Boise State, Nevada, and New Mexico all right there for at-large bids to the NCAA tournament. Nugget number five, reincarnation. This isn't getting talked about enough. But Marquette has won 13 of its last 15 games. The two losses in that span at Providence in overtime, then a four-point loss at Xavier. Marquette playing great basketball under Shaka Smart. Now, let's get some games games to watch. Games to watch. Three big ones on Tuesday. Marquette, who I just talked about, going to UConn. Rutgers is at, in, is at Indiana. TCU is at Kansas State. Meanwhile, Wednesday, we go to the Mountain West. San Diego State's at Utah State. And then Thursday, Iowa visits Purdue in the Big Ten. Would like to thank Alabama head coach Nate Oates for joining the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein. We'll be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel, as well as the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein.